The schedule, the job, the kids. Take some time just for you. It's Sunday mornings with D. Daniels on B101.5, powered by Mary Washington Healthcare, one of DC's best hospitals that isn't in DC. It's in Fredericksburg, Mary Washington Hospital. Here for you. And now, D. Daniels. Good Sunday morning and welcome to the show, the show that is all about you and your life and your world. Fantastic guest here on the show every single week and this week is no different. It's my friend, psychotherapist Allison Sullivan from downtown Fredericksburg, who is back again for part two this time of Food and Mood. And Allison, welcome back. First of all, last week was great and what a great show. I know we're going to recap it just a little bit for everyone, but thanks for doing this. I know this is a passion of yours. Absolutely. I am excited to be here and talk about this stuff. I am passionate about it. When you suggested this as a two-part show, I was like, oh, can we do two or maybe 10 parts? (laughs) (laughs) There's so much to it. We could do. Yes. We could literally do 10 parts. You're absolutely right. And I mean, you you did the Food Mood Workshop for 12 weeks? 12 weeks. And the people that did that at first, I mean, I really commend their commitment. So to commit to an hour, an hour and a half, once a week for 12 weeks is a big commitment in our lives. And they showed up and it was magical because at about week five, I would say, almost all of them at the same time said, I get it now. I'm starting to see why this needed to be this length of time and what we're doing here. And then at week eight, I heard it again of, oh, all of the pieces are starting to fit together, and now I get it. And then by the time we were done, they were like, oh, can you do more? Can Can we do more? So uh, that inspired me to do uh, a four-week food mood reboot in the fall. That's awesome. It really is. And I, I'm imagining you're, you're probably thinking this too, but don't you wish that you could have had like a camera on these people after they went home, you know, from week one to week two, and just kind of watched how these things sort of took, you know, yes. really right, took yes. residence. And, and yes. you know, they were like, oh, these light bulb moments yes. of how food and this relationship with our emotional state and all of that is a huge relationship. Right, because one of the first aha moments, if you will, that, that the participants had was any type of nutrition program they'd been involved in in the past was a weight loss program, mm-hmm. and it was disconnected from them by only focusing on one aspect of their relationship with food. So they really didn't get long-term results and right. really didn't understand what we were actually talking about with a relationship with food. It really is a comprehensive, complete relationship. And don't you see a lot of people, I mean, I feel like I see people all the time getting very frustrated with being you know, on a diet or something that didn't work and a plan that they tried, or maybe they tried a a different kind of, uh, you know, meal plan for themselves and it didn't last. And, you know, this is a whole different conversation. It's coming at it from a different angle. It's a completely different conversation. I think it also speaks to people's kind of intuitive knowledge that there's something there with food. There's something about food that I need to look at. However, you know, it's hard to figure out who do I listen to and and what is the science and how do I know this is going to work? And, and so that's why looking at 
from functional medicine or integrative mental health from looking at, okay, what type of engine do I have? How do I fuel that engine? How do I maintain that engine? Because when I do that, the engine runs well. That helps people really start to say, oh, okay, now I'm starting to get it. I, I get that I have to come at this different. It's not just about calories in, calories out. Right. That makes so much sense. It's not just about like counting things and numbering the, you Or know. restricting right. or removing. It is about what engine do I have? What does this body that I'm in need from me? And how can I provide that? And so from that respect, it is truly loving. It is truly caring. And, and, and when we are approaching a relationship from that lens, what grows from that restores health, maintains health, improves health. It's not from lack or fear. It's from love and care. Last week, we were talking about a lot of things. Uh, so it would be great to go back and listen to the show last week if you missed it. But one of the big things we were talking about, I thought we could recap a little is about digestion. It's about digestion. It's it huge. all starts with yeah. digestion. So in the food mood group, we talked about the three P's of digestion. And I think this is maybe a great way to kind of recap what we talked about last week. So the first P is, is prime digestion. You prime digestion with prebiotics and probiotics because that helps your gut microbiome really stay in balance. It helps, which is going to allow your gut as your second brain to do what it needs to do to support your mood, to support your energy, to support your thinking. The second P is prep. You want to prep digestion with whole food that nourishes alone and also in combinations. And so that means the more you get into this, figuring out, you know, what type of engine you have and how to fuel that with the ratio of proteins, carbs, and fats, to be making sure that you're pairing foods in a way that actually supports digestion, not inhibits digestion or kind of clogs it. So that's what I was just going to ask you about when you were talking about the ratios. You were talking in reference to proteins and fat and carbs and how much each person needs and how to figure that out. That That's kind of a big question for people when they're like, well, every night, you know, I have, you know, I have a lot of carbs and a lot of this and a lot of that and a little bit of this and maybe not enough maybe you don't have enough protein or have enough this how do you find out what the right map is for you so there are tests you can go to your primary care physician and ask them to do a test to help you figure out you're going to have to figure out what type of oxidizer you are that's a big word to just real that just really means how fast does your engine run right now just for information purposes, this is not as a substitute for medical advice. Mm -hmm. There is also an at-home test that you can do. However, if you, if you have any health concerns, you're going to want to talk with your primary care physician before right. doing this. So there's something called a niacin flush test. You can also look this up where if I think it's 50 milligrams of niacin and you don't want to get the no flush niacin you want to get the flush niacin right and it will say that on the bottle uh, if you take that someone who is a fast oxidizer is going to their face is going to flush and their ears are going to feel a little prickly maybe their shoulders for probably 15 or 20 minutes 
if someone is a balanced oxidizer, that's not really going to happen. And if someone is a slow oxidizer, they're going to have a mild impact. Okay. So once you figure out that, you can start to figure out how to fuel your engine. Right. So if you're realizing that your engine is a high running engine all the time, um, you would, you would, your ratio would be different. So the current thinking for that is your ratio would be 50% protein, 20% carbohydrates, and 30% fat. If you're a slow oxidizer, slow engine, you want to kind of speed it up a little bit. Right. So you're going to have 25% protein, 60% carbs, and 15% fat. Now, when we're talking carbs, we're talking healthy carbs. We're right. talking nutrient-dense, good veggies. Mm-hmm. All kinds of colors of the, the rainbow, but really good veggies. And then if you're a balanced oxidizer, that's pretty much your engine is is running right in the middle. And so as you might be predicting, that means if you stay around 30% protein, 40% carbs, and 30% fat, that's an appropriate way to fuel that kind of engine. And isn't it interesting to see how things start to work a little bit better once you get those ratios right for you and your engine? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's it, the more you find out, the more it imp- it increases your kind of inspiration and motivation to do more and go deeper and figure this out because it really does work. One of the interesting things, and I know we're going to talk about coming up in the uh, second part here in just a few minutes, is some basic guidelines and some mindfulness tools. But one of the things that we were talking about last week is, uh, you know, to go along with helping figure a lot of this out is to also get some blood work and figure out what might be lacking or what you might have too high of a level somewhere. That That's a really nice roadmap. It's a really important thing to do because blood work just is. You know, there's the numbers are the numbers. Of course, there are ranges and we could have an entirely different discussion or an entirely different show actually on what those ranges mean related to bioindividuality because sometimes a low normal range, especially in thyroid function, actually does produce symptoms for some people. In general, however, when you go and get a really comprehensive blood panel from an integrative primary care physician, you're going to figure out uh, how your stress hormones are working. You're gonna figure out how your thyroid is doing. You're gonna figure out what vitamins and minerals you need to support your mental health and wellness. And when you get those tools, you can not only use nutrition interventions through food, but you know what types of supplements to get and in what amounts to use them to actually support your body in in a balanced way instead of just kind of guessing instead of just going you know to the supermarket and saying well i heard b6 is good for this right you know yes however when you have the the blood work in front of you you actually know where your body is and what you need to do it makes so much sense. And the information that comes out of all of that is really, really valuable information. Allison Sullivan is my guest. We'll have more with her coming up after this break. Your bundle of joy needs lots of sleep. At Mary Washington Hospital, we want to make sure they're safe. Sleep-related death results in the loss of more than 3,500 infants each year. By focusing on better sleeping practices, like the Back is Best model, our goal is to bring that number down. Designated as a Safe Sleep Leader by the National Safe Sleep Hospital Certification Program, 
our team educates new parents on ways to ensure their little one is protected when getting the sleep they need to grow, so you can both rest easy. Along with safe sleep, we are dedicated to bringing the best care to the newest members of our community. The Level 3 Neonatal Intensive Care Unit at Mary Washington Hospital is proud to celebrate over 25 years of caring for the region's tiniest babies. Learn more at mybaby.mwhc.com. Mary Washington Healthcare, here for you. Now back to Sunday mornings with Dee Daniels on B101.5. Good Sunday morning. Welcome back to the show. We're talking to psychotherapist Allison Sullivan, and we're talking about the relationship between food and mood. And this has been a two-part show, so that means if you missed last week, you should go back and check it out because it was a really good introduction to all of this. So, Allison, you know, we've been talking a lot about uh, digestion and a lot about uh, some of the symptoms that a lot of people might be facing, um, whether it be in whether it be with a psychiatric illness or something that might be going on with them medically and how that could uh, translate to you know this relationship and this important relationship that we have and i know we've got some basic guidelines that you want to get to and some mindfulness tools as well and these are going to be really really good for everyone to sort of guide you into a, a new relationship absolutely so you know when you're waiting for your appointment to get all your blood work done and figure out more specifics of this there's some basic guidelines and some basic principles that you can start with to start to develop a more mindful a more present healthier nourishing relationship with food so the first is mood follows food so you're going to want to eat a nutritious breakfast with a protein and a fat to set the tone for the day because that's going to help sustain your energy your focus and that feeling of of being full when we eat a high carb processed muffin for breakfast we're going to get a zip of energy and then we're going to crash bad start (laughs) yes we're talking about like hard-boiled eggs with with something else maybe some avocado toast something like that Okay, nourish both brains. Mm -hmm. Think about it that way. Think about it not only as your brain brain, but your gut brain and how the two are in constant communication. So you want to make sure that you're nourishing both of those brains. Another guideline is eat only when relaxed. And we talked about that a lot in part one, because when we're stressed out, a lot of our digestion digestive functions kind of go offline or get diminished and that prevents our body from literally absorbing the nutrients we need to balance our mood sustain our energy increase our focus all of that stuff so eat only when relaxed okay this is a more process oriented one the next one i'm about to give work towards eliminating additives preservatives hormones toxic pesticides and fertilizers on your food it's a big deal it's a big deal i mean the research is really clear though yeah those things are metabolic disruptors and they have a very real cost so when you're eating meat you really have to look for you know pasture raised no hormones really look for uh there's guides you can find for your vegetables and your fruit called the dirty dozen and the clean 15 because i know that the price point matters and families are on budgets so the clean 15 
are the vegetables and the fruits that it's less important if you get organic. The dirty dozen, you really want to stick to organic when you're doing that. Okay, keep in mind bio-individuality is real. There's no single diet that's right for everyone. This Ooh, is about so figuring out what type of engine you have and how to fuel that engine. Diversity of color and vegetable dense diets tend to be better, meaning you want to eat all the colors out there. Mm -hmm. And on your plate, you want to make sure that the vegetables are taking up the most space. Right. It really used to be, you know, the meat or the fish or whatever was taking up the most space on the plate. It really needs to be the vegetables. I was watching this documentary the other day and they really laid it out nicely about how we really should take the pyramid and flip it upside down. Yes. That's, yes. a, that's a really good way to look at it. Yes. Kind of an easier way. You know, the pyramid we all grew up with and how, you know, we're looking at that now thinking mm, that's not so good for us. And so if you flip it, it sort of shows you a little bit better uh, of a way to do it. Absolutely. And Diet is essential, however, it's not enough. Right. Really want to say that again because sometimes people can dismiss the value of diet when they don't understand this. It is a piece, it's an important piece, it's a foundation piece, it's not every piece. We really do need to look at supplementation as well, and right. we need to look at lifestyle stuff, and that's where the mindfulness stuff comes in. Right. So that's where we start the mindfulness here, because um, I was just thinking as you were saying that how I have just seen so many people, doctors, uh, you know, recently talking about, yes, this is important. Yes, this the diet piece is is huge. Yes, we have to look at it. But we also have to look at how we're dealing with everyday stress. And we also have to look how we're reacting to situations. And we also have to look at our emotional and whatever spiritual well being that you have for yourself, you have to look at those things in connection, in connection. And again, it's 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 why our integrative model is formed the way that it is because it's a it's about the yin and y the yang. I mm -hmm. mean, we need to look at how we are supporting our bodies in absorbing the nutrients in the food, and we need to we need to understand how we're supporting ourselves in our lives, in everything that we're doing, so that we can manage stress, so that we don't feel isolated, so that we're actually nourishing and replenishing, and we're resting. So some of the tools, mindfulness tools while we're eating, I like these a lot. Okay, so listening to your body and stopping when full. Mm. That's really key. You have to be present to be able to do that. Yeah. Who, I mean, I'm sure almost everybody listening, I know I've done this before. All of a sudden you realize, oh my gosh, I'm uncomfortably full. Mm -hmm. That That's because we're not present when we're eating. So starting to get curious about when am I really hungry? When am I kind of hungry? When am I really full? When am I kind of full? You want to stay at about a five full. Right. Okay. When you're at a five, that's when you stop. Eating when our bodies tell us to eat. Low energy, stomach growling, those are all signs we need to eat. Eating with others at set times and places because that's about connection, ritual, and relaxation. Right. It's really important. That's in part, I think, what the protective factor of family dinners are all about. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Okay. Preparing food as a ritual. Mm, that's a big one. Instead of a burden. Yeah. Putting your fork down in between bites and chewing food until it's almost to a liquid. 
that really helps your stomach do what it needs to do with your food. Yeah, you take a lot of the workout for your stomach. I mean, the you know, because you're not trying to go too fast. And Absolutely. And then you're also connecting with the food. You're connecting with the taste. You're mm-hmm. connecting with the texture. And so it becomes a more satisfying, fulfilling experience, which is the last one. Connect with all aspects of the experience. Mm, this is why they had like three hour dinners in Italy, you know, yes. this is just, you know, let's just sit for a minute. Yes. Let's talk. Let's, yes, let's do that. Yes. My husband is intuitively much better at this than I am. And it took, it's still a work in, in progress for me at restaurants to really have an experience. I mean, in part, it's because I don't want to be I don't want to be a burden to the wait staff. Right. Servers. Right. <laughs> in part, though, it's because I'm not really fully present in yeah. the experience. And you're thinking about the next thing. You yes. know, a lot of us do that. I do that. And, yes. and I have to really check myself with that all the time. Yes. I have to really say, I have to check my body sometimes while I'm eating. Yeah. You know, eat, no course. matter whether I'm at home or out in a restaurant, I have to check and say, okay, am I relaxed is my shoulders you know are my shoulders where are my up? shoulders that's a great way to see yeah, how to relaxed you are if they're up bit. in your ears yeah. it's time to take a breath and drop them down it's so true so just taking a minute all right Allison I know you have so many fantastic things going on at your practice and I want to tell everybody how they can find you and get in touch with this new relationship that they might want to have with their mood and their food so they can find me at allisonsintegrativehealth.org if you're not signed up for our newsletter you're going to want to do that to be up to date on when the workshops go live, especially the Food Mood Reboot. At the bottom of every single page of our website, you can sign up for the newsletter. You can also connect with our podcasts, the other workshops, uh, products. You can send us an email. Everything you could possibly want is on our new website. Yeah, it's a great hub. Check it out at allisonsintegrativehealth.org. Allison, this is always fun. You have been a fantastic guest as usual. And is it wrong to say at the end of this two-part show that I'm kind of hungry? (laughs) It's not wrong. And actually, I join you in that. Oh, good. We should probably have a snack then. Time to fuel our mood with some food. Absolutely. Allison, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Your emails are always welcome. If you have questions or comments about today's show or an idea for a future program, email D, that's D-E-E, at B1015.com. Sunday Mornings with D is powered by Mary Washington Healthcare, one of D.C.'s best hospitals that isn't in D.C. It's in Fredericksburg, Mary Washington Hospital, here for you. The thoughts, comments, statements, and opinions of the host and guest are their own, and not necessarily those of Centennial Broadcasting, B101.5, or Station Management. Thanks for listening to Sunday Mornings with D. Daniels on B101.5. Your bundle of joy needs lots of sleep. At Mary Washington Hospital, we want to make sure they're safe. Sleep-related death results in the loss of more than 3,500 infants each year. By focusing on better sleeping practices, like the Back is Best model, our goal is to bring that number down. 
designated as a Safe Sleep Leader by the National Safe Sleep Hospital Certification Program, our team educates new parents on ways to ensure their little one is protected when getting the sleep they need to grow, so you can both rest easy. Along with Safe Sleep, we are dedicated to bringing the best care to the newest members of our community. The Level 3 Neonatal Intensive Care Unit at Mary Washington Hospital is proud to celebrate over 25 years of caring for the region's tiniest babies. Learn more at mybaby.mwhc.com. Mary Washington Healthcare, here for you. Your bundle of joy needs lots of sleep. At Mary Washington Hospital, we want to make sure they're safe. Sleep-related death results in the loss of more than 3,500 infants each year. By focusing on better sleeping practices, like the Back is Best model, our goal is to bring that number down. Designated as a Safe Sleep Leader by the National Safe Sleep Hospital Certification Program, our team educates new parents on ways to ensure their little one is protected when getting the sleep they need to grow, so you can both rest easy. Along with Safe Sleep, we are dedicated to bringing the best care to the newest members of our community. The Level 3 Neonatal Intensive Care Unit at Mary Washington Hospital is proud to celebrate over 25 years of caring for the region's tiniest babies. Learn more at mybaby.mwhc.com. Mary Washington Healthcare, here for you.